Hello and welcome to We Didn't Roll For This. Each week we answer the tabletop player questions and statements that no one realized they needed the answers to. This week we're going to be discussing signs that your patron relationship might be toxic. I'm Dustin. And I'm Kaylin, and we're joined today by Brad. Brad is Brad. He is Brad. <laughs> Hi, Brad. Yep. Uh, Brad's a good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast. He is my first DM. No one can see me do that because uh, yep. it's a podcast, so that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so today I'm going to try and impress him with how much I now know about Dungeons and Dragons since we started playing five years ago which is not a lot more than when I started. <laughs> Maybe. The, I don't know. The student has become the master. <laughs> I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Would you like to talk a little bit about your um, Dungeons & Dragons background, experience, what you like about it, something? Um, Painless so, yeah. Um, so I've, I'm, I'm pretty much the forever DM of our, our um, various friend groups. Uh, I am the one that wants to read all the books and figure out how to do it and then explain it to everyone. So, um, But I've been running uh, with various combinations of our uh, friends, um, multiple groups. I think I've sort of got three-ish or four-ish on the go at the moment. But um, it's 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 become difficult uh, sort of in lockdown um, going online sort of made stuff yeah. easier and harder to schedule. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, yeah mo- mostly enjoy it as a way of, um, I don't know, catching up with people and seeing people and talking to them, see how they're going. Do you have a favourite campaign that you've run? Um, I had a few. I think, I think probably... Um, so I I mostly do the the um, written campaigns that sort of Wizards puts out um, just because it requires less uh, time and preparation and I'm sort of one of those lazy people that do the bare minimum to, to get by to the next week. But uh, <laughs> I, I think um, I, I ran a, um, a Storm King's Thunder campaign and I, I really enjoyed that. There was some really good um, sort of characters that, that came out of that. The PCs were very entertaining. Yeah, and... Um... You, Katie, Dad's dogs. Katie doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Katie Brad's wife, also a good friend of mine. Uh, she always plays in the the games, and it's so much fun. Um, having her yeah. watch me try to flirt with an NPC that Brad is playing is both hilarious and intimidating because she eggs us on. <laughs> um, <laughs> she wants us yep. to be embarrassed. Um, <laughs> And I think my favourite thing was when Katie was the bard of the group and she would sing a, like, parody song at the start of every session, which was a recap for our last session, and they were all incredible. Uh, and I I think yeah. I sent one to Dustin once, but I'd love yep. to have if, – if you ever find all the recordings, we should put them uh, together. That would I'll be... have to – yeah, I'll have to get them together. Um, She would not only sort of um, sing a parody song, but she would also – um, quite quite regularly have to write out all of the music to play um, yes. as well. So, um, and, she'd, and do, it, she'd do medleys, like mashups yeah, and stuff so as well. 
some weeks it wouldn't just be one song it would be like four mashed together and there were some there were some great ones so th- this was for like a um the out of the abyss campaign so um that yeah. took us like three years i think to play was it um yes two, it was two or three quite a slog years. yeah quite a um, lot of uh people going off the rails and <laughs> we will absolutely get katie on as a guest um it would be fantastic she yep she's um i miss it <laughs> maybe maybe uh maybe she can write a a, a recap of um one of your podcasts and, and <laughs> yeah, that would be incredible <laughs> i would love that um I think um, that what was we've I've DM'd some Call of Cthulhu for you and also an unfinished Curse of Strad campaign and I think like I learned a lot about DMing and playing from you, uh, particularly the, the lazy way. Yeah. Um, Brad's very much like no, just do this. And I'm like sweet. And I think we both. About- yeah, the, the best thing about being, uh, being a DM is you can just make it up and, and no one knows. Yeah. And I think we have the same number of voices total that we use for our characters, which is like two or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all you need. You just need two yeah. voices. It's fine. So, yeah, we're talking about patron warlock relationships and signs that they may be toxic. And also, can we have yeah. healthy... Healthy warlock patron relationships? I don't know. Um, Well, come on. You've got to be able to because not all patrons are bad patrons, right? (laughs) They don't all suck. Mm, We'll see. (laughs) Yeah? Okay. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts to start with, Brad? Um, Well, I guess... um, sort of going back to the uh the the dm player dynamic like there, there's always a bit of a uh a, a power gap and um it's sort of the dm's job to to leverage that to create interesting stories so um i think there's there's always going to be um uh, some aspect of unhealthiness just because it uh makes for interesting table dynamics mm. so it's supposed to be unhealthy that like that's the the fun part really there we go it's entertaining because i could um, definitely see something like the devil pact the, the 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 fiend one it's like yeah of course that one's not going to go great because the person you sold something to is not a good person <laughs> but then there's other ones like arch is not exactly the greatest but then there's one i think it's like celestial where it's like they should be good right but wouldn't it be that pretty hold on i'll start that again because i clicked my mouse wouldn't it be that pretty much anybody who bestows this magic onto a warlock wants something back like why would you do it otherwise they've all got some skin in the game so so generally like the the cop out um is that their their motives are unknowable so they're <laughs> quite quite often the the patrons are sort of operating on a level that um, the warlock doesn't necessarily um, know the the reasoning behind sort of their requests or um, what they're trying to get the the warlocks to do. Um, what what 
What are the consequences of not doing what your patron wants you to do? Hmm. Well, because that that's like the big your relationship is unhealthy, right? Yeah. So, like, sort of, they just turn off the tap, right? Like you sort of bang no warlock anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and and it really sort of depends on um, what sort of pack they're made because they can can take that further. Um, like if they, I don't know, have have given up a piece of their soul or something to to get these powers, then um, I don't know maybe their body starts to decay or uh, <laughs> something along those lines. Like there's very <laughs> manipulative. Okay. Yeah, sort of, sort of any any place you can really really want to take it. So um, I... We, hmm. I, I was just going to say, should we take a step back and sort of um, define like what a warlock is a bit? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which one of you would like to take that? Mm. <laughs> I think Let's Brad, see. you could take that one as our guest. Um, sure, I was, I was uh, thinking maybe Dustin could step in because uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm just reading there. now because I've never okay. actually read the whole snippets. Little cheat sheet. Why are you making yeah. that yeah. face? Because <laughs> I'm trying to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Because a warlock is one of the basic spellcasters of D&D, but instead of like canonically going through study and stuff like that to get their power, or it comes from their bloodline, or a god that, like, I mean, they're kind of similar in a way to like a cleric, where they worship, like, cleric worships something and it gets something back, but a warlock is more intimate. It's more connected to everything that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's an arrangement versus worship that gives them this power. It's knowledge. Um, but it, it usually has like that appearance of, it's like a trade. It's a, it's, it's an economy between the two. Whereas mm-hmm. for a cleric, it's kind of like a, I do this with my own free will. It's, I have to do this or else. Um, and so it's, so it's is, an interesting dynamic. One is with not necessarily expectations of something in return, but the other is. Like it's a mm-hmm. it's a transaction. One's transactional. Yeah, yeah. Cleric warlock. A warlock comes into a pact looking for something. Usually, <laughs> you were gonna say. Oh, gen- generally a, a cleric. Um, they they uh, normally follow the tenets of their their DG as well. So they're they're sort of buying in. Mm. Whereas, like a warlock, quite often, like you don't have to agree with your patron. You just have to um, sort of have the deal and and you get access to the these powers most of the time is it because i know that um the way you get your pact can be very different i mean depending on how you went for it yeah is it more often than not is it the warlock approaching someone to be their patron or do patrons also seek out people to turn into warlocks there's so there, there's definitely a um, uh, opportunity for some uh, opportunism, opportunism um, where the, the the patrons can can find like um, someone who's who's in need or someone who's who's feeling low and sort of offer them a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, they could also be like playing on on someone's um, insecurities or someone's um, I don't know personality like if they're um a gambler or or something like that you can 
as a as a patron sort of take advantage of that like make them a bet that so they... that, that's automatically massively toxic it's just yeah. looking for someone to take advantage of and manipulate um <laughs> preying on the weak because you know yeah. know that they are because <laughs> i also think yeah. it could be the other way like the that someone who just has such a strong desire to to get magic but without studying it or anything um it it could be that they do not have the stronger hand that they think they do like um they think oh yeah i'm just going to approach this fiend or whatever and they i'm going to get this magic and like Mm -hmm. screw them i'm going to do whatever i want with it kind of thing it's sort of um, taking taking the shortcut, uh, really. Yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the people that 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 want want the uh, the qualification, but they don't want to do any of the work. Mm. Yep, they have a thirst for it, but they don't really want to get yeah. to it. Something that's interesting to me is because, especially for like the fiend patron, a lot of the times the comparison is like selling your soul, like that's mm-hmm. the price. Um, which is obviously, like, as as in the title, toxic, when you're selling your soul for mm-hmm. something. Um, it's not nearly as, like, involving, though. It's kind of like a one-price deal, and that's you're good to go. So it's not nearly as interesting to me, but... I would, would like another... to see... Mm-hmm. So you keep keep finishing your no. thing first. No. Yes, yes, because no. it, it might be what I was going to answer. Well, what would other patrons want than just... Because what does a patron want, basically? <laughs> what would be their needs? What if this is like a really low... Oh, what would a patron want? Um, yeah. What so if this I would like... You go, Brad. I'm going to form uh, my idea yeah, before so I like start some, talking. Some, some of the, um, the interesting sort of ones that I've used in the past is um, it, it's sort of beyond life consequences. So um, mm-hmm. the, the warlock, like, once they die is um, then in sort of indentured and, and has to serve beyond the grave. So it might be like a hundred years of service um, where they are basically a puppet for, for the patron. Um, where mm. It's not, it's not really like a, mo- most of the, the consequences, I guess, um, for the warlock happen later down the line. It's sort of that, it, it's like a credit card, really. Like you just like go yeah. out and all your money and then, and then down the line, you're like living on the street, and someone's repoed all your possessions. And I or, would love like, to see a more hands-on patron warlock relationship in a game, because generally I'd see them. This is very specific to my experience, which isn't a lot. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening and out there who have done it this way, but like just really being involved in the. <laughs> Yeah, I guess your player would have to give you that permission. But just be mm-hmm. super, super, like, in their face all the time. Like, just, what are you doing today? Why yeah. are you doing that? Tell me about it. Wouldn't you rather do this? Like, <laughs> There was one character that I DM'd that kind of had that relationship, and it was going there. It wasn't there yet, but the idea was that the familiar he had at some point the patron would have to embody it because it need because the specific patron was some sort of outwardly god that needed a new body. 
Oh. And the mind of it was stuck in the familiar. So his patron was his familiar. And the deal was to help him find a body. Oh, okay. Um, and so the, the way like that kind that. of interacted was it was still familiar. It was an imp. But whenever the imp got killed, the um, the patron wouldn't give him back his spell slots the next short rest. <laughs> As just punishment for letting him die. I mean, it didn't kill him, obviously. It was, it was super short-term. It was just like, no, no, you didn't do it right enough. You didn't do it good enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I've done the opposite of that, which is just that um, uh, when I was running Curse of Stroud, I had a war- warlock, um, and we decided that how she became a warlock was that she just happened across a unicorn one day. And just kind of like <laughs> pestered the unicorn in general, not necessarily for the magic. And then the unicorn was like, uh, okay, just like to get rid of her. And then when she was like, what do you want? What do you want in return from me for this gift? And they were like, oh, just, uh, just draw unicorns everywhere. Like spread, spread my an spread image unicorniness. of corniness. Yeah. And then just like disappeared. And so that's, her whole thing is that wherever she goes, she graffitis uni- unicorns everywhere, thinking that that's what the unicorn really wants. But the the relationship is she was just that annoying. <laughs> she just wanted nothing to do with her, um, which I kind of liked. Like, yeah. But that's that would suck to like have this false relationship with this patron, especially one that's supposedly so good. Yeah. Well, with um. Originally, with my character Moon Moon, I was going to have that I became a warlock without realizing that I entered a pact. Okay. Like, I was just so dumb that (laughs) I just, like, signed up for an MLM without realizing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and every now and then this patron was like, "Uh, this is due. Have you introduced, like, three more warlocks to the to my, my pyramid oh, scheme. No. <laughs> you just have like a pocket full of pamphlets? Yes. <laughs> have you heard about um, this? I can't remember what it, oh, it was, an Afridi. Have you heard about this Afridi and what that Afridi can do for you? Um, <laughs> can do. Give, bestow magic <laughs> into your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. One um one of the ones that I I uh, ran with um, some friends was the um so they uh they'd actually like first level characters um one of them died in like the first encounter so um oh, they no. they they woke up in the morgue of of um of the town and Ooh. um they were sort of visited by this uh, character of like this um. Uh, like beautiful goddess of like light and life and um, sort of um, offered to revive them. And um, if, if they would agree to be a, um, a, a patron, like a champion of good. And um, they, they sort of agreed to this, but in, in, in um, effect, it was a, uh, a, a trickster, a trickster God sort of impersonating <laughs> a goddess and um, the tricks of God, rather than providing the powers, was actually um, leeching them from like a, an otherworldly being, like a an, an old god, 
So they, um, oh, wow. they, they had, had sort of made this, this, this um, pact that didn't really exist. And um, the tricks to oh. God was just like sending, sending them on, on these quests, but um, as just sort of a way to, to shake things up and quite often oh. like to, to using the, the old God's powers to like foil its own plans. Um, so oh. it, yeah, sort of um, came into a pact as a as a way to like, because um, they they made a, a really cool character, and it sort of sucks to die at level one um, <laughs> after you sort of put all that work in. So yeah, it was it was a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a um, kind of a I don't know a bit of a cop out from a DM perspective of just <laughs> rather than just letting them die. And, um, I mean. Yeah, you're, you're there to, yeah, you're there to have fun, really. Like, no one's, um, mm. yeah, but yeah, I kind of love um, that though. So, yeah, they like, didn't know, they didn't know that they weren't. Was did no, you still so, treat them as a warlock? Yeah, yeah, so they they had warlock levels, um, and they it was like every time they visited, um, I, I gave them an insight check, um just to see if they noticed <laughs> of anything any, anything up but um never yeah never really um I, I think the roles just sort of worked out um where they they didn't really get to learn more which was a little disappointing because it, it's sort of fun to like help the players unravel that a bit and like mm. realize it's like hang on a moment what's going on here what do you mean because you know in, oh, wow. in, um, in dragon friends is it Frizo's patron that left is also kind of like his agent and says that he's been talking to him through dreams that he doesn't dream because he's an elf and he only he just trances because there's like this extra like um there's this stuff on the patreon which is like phone messages that the patron's been leaving that that Frizo's never gotten <laughs> Like an answering machine. I'm pretty sure that was his patron, which I find really funny. This is like hmm. something that came in years and years later. <laughs> like, no, oh, I have messages way. for you in your dreams about what I need. <laughs> what do you mean you've never got them? You don't sleep? What? What do you mean you don't sleep? <laughs> but I think... I just... I guess the the way for them to be healthy is that they're just so upfront and open about what each other wants. But I I just feel mm. like it it's the perfect breeding ground for just not communicating, being deceptive. Like if the whole idea is that you don't really know what the what the patron wants, mm-hmm. doesn't that just open it up to like, no, this is they can just ask you for anything at any time. Like how do you live yeah. like that? But at the same time, this isn't the kind of thing where it's like purely tricking you and taking things away from you. The patron is still giving you like pretty immense power. So even if it is kind of tell me what this sounds like. Okay. Um, what do you mean you won't do this thing for for me? I gave you all that magic, Mm -hmm. and just be like the the like emotional manipulation of that. But as a warlock, so I guess going for a, going for a warlock that wants this kind of that wanted to find a patron, mm-hmm. 
So let's say it's not one of the ones that got tripped in. If yeah. that does happen, it's like, is it is it okay that that was part of the deal, basically? Where's the line in mm, what they ask you for? Yeah, I think mm. I think if the 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 patron isn't um, giving you the full picture, if they're just like like I'll give you these powers, but from time to time I'm going to ask you to do something. Like that's not really a uh, a fair sort not- of power dynamic. Because I guess it's true where it's like, oh, but if you don't do it, you're screwed. It's mm. not like, there's no forgiveness almost to it. You know, that makes sense. They have all, the patron has all the power. Yeah. Yes. Well, something that I wanted to get into, and I don't know, I don't usually play it like this, but I remember reading on a forum, and then something that was confirmed by the sages of advice, which is tweets from people who, uh, who made <laughs> D&D. Yes. Um, answering questions. Where the question was, and the answer going towards it was, can an imp be a patron? And the answer was yes, according to how they were thinking about it. It usually doesn't make any sense, but an imp is just kind of teaching you connections it has. But it's not, it's not strong, but apparently it's also strong enough to give you a connection. I, I don't understand it very much, but what, what happens when you're, you're the in the patron but you also need to keep him along reverse that i see so you so they're they're but, sort of um uh-huh. they're, they're like uh unlocking the powers in you i guess but um you haven't got access to them without sort of keeping them around yes so it's like this it's like the little guy keeping the big guy around and Giving so the is, big guy everything it needs. Is that how a weak patron always knows they're safe? So long as that that warlock wants that power and connection. Mm-hmm. What is it possible to break your connection with your patron and find a better patron? I'd say so, not without consequences. Because <laughs> yeah. mm. um, I've can had a player have, do that before. Can you have two patrons? Ah. Uh, I guess like that's, how that's how do like. they how would a it's patron a know whether you are in a relationship with another patron? Say um, your patron's an imp. How would the imp know? I guess they, well, there's yeah. obviously a connection, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel like it's a bit more than just um, like <laughs> hang, like hey there, like hang up the phone and then you like call someone else, it's... text another guy like hey side, yeah. how you do? Hmm. Um, I feel like there's supposed to be a connection that's greater than being able to hide the fact that you're gaining power from someone else. But what if, <laughs> Maybe. what if, what if you, you're a warlock and you have a patron and then you are in possession of a sentient item that has conflicting okay. desires to your patron? Like, I guess that, that that's a sort of battle of wills. <laughs> yeah. There, huh. um, there, there is a um, uh, a patron um, in the in the the rules. Um, they're like a for hexblade. Uh, hexblade. Mm. So they they actually make um, like they gain their powers from from a uh, a sentient weapon or like from from That's a weapon. True. So it's something uh, physically with them. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's sort of um the the bond. The bond isn't necessarily made with like a um 
a being of immense power, but it's 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 sort of a an item that has its its own sort of will, and um, you you sort of make make that pact, um, yeah, to sort of become the the wielder. Yeah, yeah. Because I've never done a hex blade. I've never made a hex blade warlock. I always go. Hmm. What's the I've other never one? thought about the ramifications of having a patron that's effectively like yours because i mean the way i think of it and i haven't really read into it but like a hexblade's weapon is the only of its kind like it's its own instance so it's not like the the same hexblade weapon is a patron for multiple warlocks right no um i guess it it depends how you want to play it but um it, oh, so it's an the, entity that then manifests in an in sentient magic is that that's what this says yeah some sometimes like they they can also be created by some sort of entity to have like a will of their own mm. yeah mm. I guess and, it's true because reading it like there's some speculation that the Raven Queen is the one who made it so really your patron is the Raven Queen through the hex blades in one interpretation so i guess it makes sense for it it's not as like one-on-one it, it doesn't have to be as one-on-one i guess interesting do you, do you know how many how many uh how many warlocks a patron can be a patron of is it um, is it essentially unlimited until I, one of, until they go crazy <laughs> i mean um, this I, is my question i'd like yeah, yeah I, like how i i I think they can, um, definitely. Like, I don't know within the scope of, of making something up, they can mm. service service a lot of people. So I'm Alex sure said that um, if a player's patron is an imp, that as DM you won't give them more than two levels of warlock. Also, pretty much like limit it to a low level. Yeah, like idea. base it base it on the patron. If the patron is a, a weaker patron you get less stuff that makes sense though like yeah like limit like if that's the one but does does that mean if you want to continue you just find a bigger badder demon yeah well that's kind of that's kind of why i was asking before like what's can you dump your patron for someone Ah, better (laughs) i feel like you have a better (laughs) give for me i I feel like you you can you could definitely um sleep around with different patrons i guess but you you're always going to have a like an enemy then that's mm. like a, a jealous ex so it's, so it's yeah. going to be monogamous yeah. but you can go to yeah which which brings me to where you always knew this would go is like yeah. can you could you date your patron and would that get you better benefits maybe, maybe that's um maybe, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's how you level up really is yeah Every level you have to go on a date. It's like, all right, we're at third base now. (laughs) (laughs) We're at tenth base. I don't understand. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like every every time. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) okay, maybe there are some that are maybe not not dateable, but harder to. uh, Well, some of them are like unknowable. Knowledges that perfuse the universe, like everyone has uh, a price, Justin. Everyone has a price. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> know what he loses, man. 
They can always um, manifest a uh, like a, a hunky bod you could yeah. um, go to the movies with. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe they just want to explore what it's like to be yeah. like the rest of us. Want to know what love is. <laughs> I mean, there was one character I had where his patron was his dad. But that's because oh. his dad was a succubus and slept around a lot and has a lot of children. Um, so he was a tiefling. Um, and just had like a really bad relationship with his dad. Like his dad would give him power. Obviously it was horribly toxic. Um, I, it, it, I won't go into more details, but it was extremely manipulative. I'm just purposely. hearing that it is possible to, to have a healthy relationship, but most of them are incredibly toxic. <laughs> well, when you go into a relationship with, this is a give and take relationship mm-hmm. and that's the premise of it. And I think um, it's hard to continue it grounded. And with a massive power imbalance too. Yeah. It it might come back to like whether or not you're on the same side as your as your patron. That's a good point. So mm-hmm. like if if you really buy into um sort of the Kool-Aid of the the patron then um like maybe you're okay like doing doing these these evil deeds or um these sort of things with unknowable consequences um just because you're you're like all right like i want to end the i want to end the world or i want to bring it about a new age of darkness is there is there such thing as like a um a a bad cleric i mean an evil cleric not by that name but like it's just a cleric yeah. Like it, it's it's not going to be called anything different. It's just okay. which one do you worship? Because what <laughs> what if you were what if you started as a cleric and then you like you bought in so much to whoever like whatever you had faith in, mm-hmm. and then decided to take that relationship to a different level and engage in a warlock patron relationship. So like a celestial. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of the times when I'm reading through this is that the beings that serve as patrons to warlocks are mighty inhabitants of the plains, not gods, but almost godlike. So they're a lot, a lot of the time they're just described as not gods is, is what, as the kind of the feeling that I usually go for as well. Yeah. Um, Cause if it's a God, then I guess the relationship changes. Maybe, I don't know. What if, <laughs> okay. Cause you know how you said, they were Brad that someone tricked uh, one of your players. So you could prey upon. I'm I'm switching hats now. So you could yeah. to to get more. I want to be a patron for more wet warlocks. I don't know. I want the benefits. Yeah. Whatever that brings me. Prey on clerics. Manifest as maybe not the god, but something from that. Like. Well, know, what are you? Are you? Are you a servitor of that god? Are you something that's trying to trick? Into- no, no, no. I'm something that's trying to trick clerics into thinking okay. that I'm, I'm the right hand person of that god, and enter a pact with me. And haha, you're a warlock now. Yeah. Oh, or you could, um, <laughs> as a patron, I guess you could you could found your own church, and then your uh, your disciples, rather than being clerics. Um, Warlock kind of yeah, warlocks like form pacts, so they they could think think and act as clerics, but uh, then sort of I don't know. I really want this now. 
fucking name. Because in my mind, it's kind of like, it doesn't even have to be a cult. It's just a more one-on-one religion. Whereas like with the God, it's like, these are my scriptures. You follow these principles. With this Mm -hmm. warlock church, it's like, no, they're telling me specifically to do this. And you're getting different goals. It's, It's a lot less a foundation and more like, here's your mission. Like, okay. you're going to so, do this for me. Who am I? What is like, what is the lowest or like lower level of a th- something that I would have to be to do this, to become a patron? I don't want to be an imp. Like, who am I? What am I? Um, a diva? Yeah. Uh, so you can, you can go like, like upper planes or lower planes. And then there's like all the outer planes. So you stuff in between. Yeah. So you could be you could be anything from like I guess a unicorn as as you sort of mentioned earlier, or um something from like a fire plane, like a or a genie or Yeah. A genie. Yeah, there's um my black widow idea, like Dustin and I have chatted off stream of podcast and um a new thing has developed, which is basically that um it's a person that just wants to be loved and worshipped but it's going about it in a it's this is more like almost vampire like elizabeth yeah. bathory kind of thing but i didn't want it to just be she's making vampires and wants to drink their blood i wanted it to be something else so what if the thing is that because it's like how do you get people to do what you want but also feel like she wants the idea that they actually do love and worship her like she, that's what she thrives on. Yep. So if you did that as a patron to warlocks, like create this religion thing, like you're creating the institution to have people worship you, then and giving mm. them something for for yeah. that. It's a very toxic relationship with multiple people, is what I'm yeah. angling for here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and she would date her warlocks maybe not date she would use her warlocks i guess yeah so yeah. you could um thinking back to sort of real world examples like if you um owned a big farm somewhere and then you could um sort of how ha- have all your your uh your partners <laughs> sort of living on the farm and then you go away every once in a while and come back with a new one and <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So you like if you if you had a a, a lair or a uh, some sort of um, place to 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 work mm. out of and and really really like like if you're thinking about um, sort very of very queen uh, bee kind of vibes. Yeah, what I'm thinking. Like if you <laughs> if you think about toxic relationships, like it's it's all about sort of isolating the people and uh, really really like making them. Um, turn on their family, making them turn on their friends, and then, like, they've only got you to support support them. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing, isn't it? It's, like, making sure you're, you're, you give them whatever they can't live without to a degree that... So that always comes back to you. Yeah, it'll yeah. always come back to you. It's you like I, I, hooked on I, that magic cocaine and, yeah. like... It's absolutely what a patron patron's doing is is they're sort of having having it so that the uh the warlock has has no other choice and i think 
I think what she would be like is rather than a patron that's like, you don't want to be, you don't want me to be your patron anymore, then you're like, I'm stripping, never talk to me again. She would be really like, um, it would be way more manipulative than that. Hmm. Like she would make them feel really guilty for wanting to leave being like, I've only ever tried to give you what you wanted and what you asked for. I'm really disappointed that you're leaving. Um, You know, this has meant so much to me. I can't believe you're just walking like really turn on that. Like emotional you would, you would never make it on your own yeah like, <laughs> like everyone everyone thinks you're worthless like you you yeah. don't stand a chance out there like i'm your only chance yeah and i think give them a window that they <laughs> could come back but if they do come back you're like starting at the bottom again if yeah. you're a if you're a level 10 warlock and you leave you come back like you she'll make you want to come back but you start at level one and you would be happy to because that's so that's much. how worthless she will make you feel without her. <laughs> danger, yeah. super if, danger. If, She's if awful. it's through, if it's through like a pact or a contract or um, some mm. sort of magical binding, then you can do all kinds of things. Like if you, it, yeah, it's sort of like if you break the contract early, like like I don't know you start losing your teeth and start losing your hair and <laughs> like. Crippling arthritis. I I love you despite you having no teeth. Who else will have you? (laughs) Yeah. So you like as as a as an evil patron, you could you could write all of that kind of stuff into this into the fine print. So Mm. like just when the the reads the fine print. No, No, of course not. (laughs) Who's got time for that? What would you do if you were a patron, Brad? Um, oh, well, I'd like to think that I wouldn't be a, a terribly kind of toxic um, <laughs> person. No, that's just maybe, me, apparently. <laughs> maybe you could go the other way where, like, you just hand out powers to everybody. You sort of, like, flood the market. Like, oh. You just be, like, like kind of... um Like, let letter bomb a whole suburb and, like, anyone who opens the letter, like... Suddenly, bam! They're 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 a warlock. Okay, so I see I see a <laughs> massive problem there with saturating the market very quickly. Is that you will end up with everybody being a level one warlock and not understanding what they're doing and not really having the drive to understand their power and know how they want to use it. Because <laughs> what? If, yeah. What are the level one warlock spells? I'm going to look this up. Just El- Eldritch Blast really is, is that's all Wallace. Yeah, what if they pissed off at their neighbour and just Eld- everybody's just Eldritch Blasting each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, may- maybe maybe as a patron that's that's what you want is to sort of um, sow that that um, chaos and, and... So, you, so you, you're not really a nice patron. <laughs> you're a chaotic one. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what that well, is. <laughs> It's like like you you're leveling the playing field. You you're giving everybody uh. the power. It's like no no one's special if everybody's special, right? There we go. Ooh. Syndrome it up. Interesting. That would be so ridiculous. I kinda love it. Imagine walking into a town and then you just like 
either you hear spells just pinging off all areas of the town or everything is just kind of like there's singeing and scorch marks everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody trusts each other. (laughs) (laughs) Like holes blasted and everything, like (laughs) streets are deserted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sort of that like, um, like no one's going to make the first move. Yeah. Because there's no mm. other, there's nothing else like this, is there? Like where something can just be suddenly bestowed upon you um, in that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's unique in the, the fact that like you, you don't have to do, have any sort of prior training or prior, like it, it's not, it's not a birthright. It's not, it's not mm. through study. It's not through sort of, prayer and devotion it's just like hey you want some powers bam <laughs> kaboom there you are because the, yeah. the only other thing is like maybe a lycan uh lycanthropy or vampirism that you could put on people unwillingly it's like you could just turn a whole lot of people into vampires or werewolves at the speed that you could turn people into warlocks is what i'm thinking Ooh. Yeah, well, that'd be interesting. In any of those sorts of things can be like a exponential sort of like you you infect one person, they infect one person, mm. like they infect one person. Um, we've sort of yeah. I guess the thing with the warlocks is that it's one patron that has to make all the warlocks. Yeah, yeah. What if like you just give your warlocks the ability to sign up other warlocks? Yeah, you have my permission to make pets yep. with me. Maybe, maybe if me. you get if you get ten people to sign up, you you get an extra level. You become <laughs> yes, M- it is M- the multi the multi level marketing patron thing. Yeah, <laughs> mm, I like um, that. Yeah, you, Matt has you, said you... there are no priests, only healing warlocks. <laughs> <laughs> What if um would do you think patrons get together? Do you think patrons like compare notes, talk about their relationships uh, that they've started with people? Would that I got, be like trying to get with a rival and trying to like compare notes? I got, like, like it's is it you know I, bragging? I got five today. <laughs> you know, you know, um. Bob. He's level fifteen now. <laughs> <laughs> Eat shit, Cthulhu. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Eat crap. <laughs> Who never responds because he's never on the line. That's the only reason why he says eat shit, Cthulhu, because he knows Cthulhu's not listening. He would never yeah. he would never say it to him face to face. I I feel like um some some patrons would definitely have that sort of like banter, like like devils and and things, especially love to oh definitely um, yeah love love to brag on about that and um they're they're always trying to the one up like it's it's all their their whole structures based on um like sort of dealing your way to the top and um, so so there'd be so much toxicity there because they don't care about you. As a no, it's personal at yeah. all. It's like no. just numbers. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So you, you think you've got a stronger relationship than you actually do. <laughs> it's they, it's they... like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like a really unethical salesman. Oh like, yeah. Like they they they'll sign up every they'll sign up your grandma, like they'll like sell her the like the extra curtain insurance and <laughs> Oh yeah, like like it's, it's if you sign up ten more warlocks, I'll level you up. It's like okay, yeah. <laughs> my two grandmothers <laughs> and my two grandfathers and my yeah. grand uncle. Um, hey, mum, can you just come tell this person yes yeah. to whatever he's selling? Exactly. Like just just put a drop of blood here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because then. is that is that what a patron kind of wants? Is like the the souls later, the like when this person has expended their body, like it could be, yeah. It's yeah. like yeah, you're not, you're. It, 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 we're nothing. No, there's no price now. It's all about later. Yeah. So they they actually do want the volume. Then is it quantity over quality? Then I mean, um, depends. Are there necromantic to get good. patrons? Like what? There is one called the undead. I think. There's or the, the undying. Yeah, there's the undying, and then there's um, another one that was. There's the undead and the undying. Mm. Um, I sort of found it hard to really. Uh, so the 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 undead is um, like you died and came back, and the undying is like the the patron was um, a, a mortal and then sort of became immortal. Ah. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Um, so they they're, they're similar enough um, that like I, I feel like a lot of the a lot of the um, sort of realms that they play in they, they probably overlap a bit. But um, yeah, it's an interesting distinction. Hmm. Yeah, it it could be um, like the the getting warlocks to sign other warlocks kind of thing could be interesting because maybe the um, like your patron needs like a critical mass before they can like I don't know, manifest or something like that. So if they if they get like like a thousand warlocks signed up then like suddenly all the warlocks I don't know can start convulsing and vomit up blood and it <laughs> kind of forms forms a big deity or a big uh, entity of some sort. Okay. It's yeah, a lot. because because the patient <laughs> even though Usually we don't know what their end game is. There is one. Yeah. So for some reason they want this. And yeah. I would think that quantity would be important for that generally. Yeah. It it depends. Like as as a as a patron, like or as a DM I should say, it's it it's fun to mess with your players mm-hmm. um by like getting them to do something that seems really sort of helpless or like really um, isn't going to have a big impact. Like, all right, like move this boulder over there or like, all right, like kick this rock into this stream. And then like not knowing what the consequences are, like maybe it is like a hundred years down, down the, down the way that like a tree grows in a different spot and then that falls on the road and then like that like stops a cart from getting somewhere and then I don't know the payments are late to the guards and then a town revolts and then like 
suddenly. So like, you're saying that they have insight into a grand plan. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's quite often like a um, an easy way to play it as as a DM, where you don't have to you don't have to think sort mm-hmm. of you you don't have to come up with a grand plan. You can just like it's like all right, I'm gonna like screw my player now. Like I'm gonna get them to I don't know set that set that goat free from that house and yeah <laughs> like it's like all right like the player's like all right that's not going to hurt anyone like i'm not i'm not I don't know, collecting souls i'm not like doing that kind of thing but um you can always make some some consequences like maybe that oh i really like that yeah yeah maybe that a goat attracted a bear into the town and the bear like ate some kids <laughs> like you oh yeah. No. yeah like you find out that um like something doesn't happen and it's because someone was at was too depressed from going to the funeral of their like best friend and the reason that they died is because they lost their last goat that they were going to sell to get enough money to feed themselves <laughs> yeah so like it- <laughs> As a DM, it's really like I guess this sort of comes back to the unhealthy relationship, but it's yeah. um, it's fun to talk to your players. Like, oh, yeah. So is oh, it is it is the actual thing that your relationship with your DM is toxic? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I do love messing with my willing. players. Yeah, I love I both love messing with my players, but as a player, I like messing with other players. Um, like, yeah, yeah you, you've experienced <laughs> that, haven't you? Dustin? It's great. No <laughs> downsides. No, really. Well, I, I love, <laughs> like, um, we did that in, in Out of the Abyss, Brad, where like a lot of us would slip notes to you about what we wanted to do. Cause my character would always torment, um, Eberk, the dwarf. Yeah. And so I was always trying something. <laughs> Because he was a hard <laughs> nut to crack. It was like, yeah. um, oh, I've just realized I have like, it's a D&D type slash pattern because Bog Swaddle is also really, <laughs> I realized too much about myself. <laughs> so Eberk is like, like not very friendly and wouldn't engage in like, friendly banter with me and he was very like standoffish is exactly what Bogswaddle is like and it makes me more determined what? What? to crack your what? shell. I'm so confused. <laughs> Nothing. It was just a little bit of uh, self-realization. Okay. <laughs> Unless you have that one. I, I got guess. I got to respect me. Um so it took it took three years, but I, I think you guys yeah, <laughs> you guys got there. Well, what I've done with um, Dustin's character is if I, I've just made a new character as basically like a, a foil, basically an intellectual honeypot for Bogsaddle. <laughs> She's like literally a book. The thing that he values over everything else is like knowledge. <laughs> yep. So I made her a book. <laughs> She's a scrivener. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's Talking I, about toxic. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I foster toxic relationships in D and D. It looks like so. Yeah. Kind of forcing, <laughs> forcing a friendship. Yeah. 
it's a challenge. Uh, <laughs> I've gone off topic. Um, it's very warm today. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I made it all about me, and I've forgotten. How um, dare! How dare! What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. I got so confused. The whole bug swaggle thing. It's gone. I'm sorry. I've forgotten. I think no. I've completely lost what we were talking about. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember, Brad? Um. So we were talking about uh, undead, undying, um, uh, hitting a critical mass of uh, warlocks. Um, kind of un- un- unforeseen consequences. Yeah. Oh, um, I was the unforeseen pe- consequences. That's what we were pe- talking about. People losing yeah. goats and then getting sad or... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goat Like, I, I also like the idea of a patron that just, like, oh, is new to being a patron and is just, like, maybe looking at what other patrons are doing and thinking that they're just making up stuff. Like, a patron mm-hmm. that doesn't understand that this this other bigger, better patron can see a full picture time means nothing and they're like oh you got that guy to release a goat and chop throw a rock and do this and so just copies that bit like just is like oh hi and it's like what do you want me to do and i'm like uh pick up that box and put it over there <laughs> just trying to like <laughs> manipulate but it's just like uh, it's actually not really... how it works, but okay <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of uh, what sort of um, relationship analog that would be. Would that be like a like a parent with a, a child that they don't really like, don't know how to be a parent, <laughs> so they're just like, all right, like here you go, you can you can play with these, these scissors. <laughs> that looks like fun. They, they learn everything yeah. off TV or something, like from like one sitcom, and then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they watched the simpsons and that's all they did for is it 20 years now and they just based everything they know off of that <laughs> there we go that would be a, a very un, unhealthy <laughs> patron that might be bad what about what about a warlock that is so obsessed with impressing their patron and isn't doesn't think like you know they they just do all this stuff they think the patron wants the patrons we know are not that invested in each individual warlock like they have this grand plan or whatever yeah yeah. you asked me to you asked me to throw a rock i threw i threw a hundred rocks for you and they're like i only wanted you to that was there's just supposed to be one but okay yeah Yeah. Yeah, sure (laughs) whatever That's leaving flat. leaving them on red. That's <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. leaving like trying to get a hold of their patron to be like, I did all this stuff for you, and then not hearing back, and then seeing their patron with another warlock like across the way, <laughs> and then just being blanked. Like, can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's not a, not all about you. I have other I have other warlocks. 
and only ever talk about ooh like the a negging pat- patron this is like always talks up every other warlock but the but you <laughs> but you yeah know. they're so good you know they're they're so much better at some things yeah. mm. <laughs> i've never seen you do that but like they it's so easy for them you just could just you could just be so good at it if you try. <laughs> what have you been doing? What's your what's your plans? <laughs> or like my, or like just them going, "Hey, patron, I did this today," and you're like, "I love that for you," and then just walking away. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Goodbye. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> Well, the the patron has like a bumbling assistant, and that's like, the only person you ever get to talk to. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, when can I see the patron? Oh, later, later. Yeah. All right now, they're busy. Did you pass on my message? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. They got it. They got it. They they're got it. Working on a reply right <laughs> now, probably actually. Oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you'll well, hear they... within the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Would you? Know. It's like they're they're very busy right now. I'm I'm sure they'll get back to you as soon as they can. Yeah. Each one of you is so. What do you mean? Each one of you. You are so important. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather study to learn your magic or enter into one of these packed relationships? I think I would want to study. I would want to have yeah. an understanding of it without getting thrown into something. Even if it took yeah. me a while. I feel like I'd like the growth part of it, at least. Mm. I feel like earning it on your own merits is, is going to be more rewarding. Sort of like anything, really. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's what... sort of like like having a job versus like buying lotto tickets. Yeah. Might be... A bit something. <laughs> I'm trying to think what class I would be if it was me. Like, what would I actually choose to do? I'd probably just be a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> a, oh, okay. a nice, quiet place with no adventurers. <laughs> Live out my life. <laughs> just, anyone weird yeah. comes into town or knocks on the door, I just go on holiday. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to um like whenever I play PCs, I, I tend to like normally fall into like a plan type class where it's um like a very clear mission and um mm. sort of like yeah, like not not trying to derail the, the story, not trying to uh <laughs> like antagonize my my uh my my teammates kind of um just keep things moving like like all right gotta gotta fight the monsters because they're evil like <laughs> um, makes it a lot easier i've started really <laughs> enjoying multi-classing to like a stupid degree um just for role-playing reasons well there's a lot of role-play that can go into it like that's like yeah what does this interact like you have a god you're a cleric but also you're a warlock Mm, what does that a, mean? There's a game um, that I've. Uh, is it? A, it's a secret we keep talking about in bits. But anyway, um, I, Liam's probably not listening. I don't know. I think he's streaming. So I, the character I'm going to do is um, 
I'm kind of channeling Agretzico. So I was going to be a human, but now that that uh, hair thingy, Haragon, the rabbit, the rabbit yeah. one has come out, I want to change yes. it to that. And basically, she's going to be a is it a barbarian? It's a something barbarian, druid, druid barbarian. Druid barbarian, yep. Yeah, which I might not have to do druid now that if she's a rabbit. But she's just um, bunny. <laughs> No, 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 I still wanted to do that to shape change. So she was going to be like really sweet and like soft spoken, maybe a little bit oo woo. And then when she rages out or gets pissed off or is in a fight, she just like goes like death metal screaming like Agretzico does. And I wanted her to, I think I was going to take Circle of the Moon so she could shape shift really quickly. And then, yeah. because we worked out she could still rage as an animal, I think, didn't we? Well, there's no... I, I've never seen a limitation to it myself. I mean, yeah, so she would just turn into another animal and just be really angry. <laughs> and that's what she's going to be. Because um, so I, I really like the potential of, like, that sort of multi-class. Not yeah. to, like, min-max think... anything, just to, like, role-play something weird. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like you can't cast spells when you're raging, but you can maintain concentration. Something like that. Like there's some yeah, there's caveat there is to some like limitations to some of it. Uh, I'm sure Juicy will let me do it. Oh no, Juicy's not DMing. This is a different game. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so used to like asking Juicy, Juicy if how DM if I can do something and him saying yes to me. How dare. <laughs> I feel like um, War- Warlocks are pretty easy to multi-class into, like especially story-wise. It's just like mm-hmm. like so- some dude turns up and and suddenly you've got more powers. Yeah, um, I think I'd love to do the cleric warlock thing, like a, a cleric who just got taken for a ride, um, like a really dumb cleric. <laughs> it's really like they may. Cleric. Yeah, may- maybe they started started out like like worshiping um their their god, and then like like without them knowing, like suddenly their altars been replaced by some some link to a uh, a warlock patron, where they 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 think they're worshiping their god, but they're actually like listening to the warlock now. Yeah, what if they were like it's a really dumb cleric, and they go adventuring, and then they find. They find another altar or like holy building that has a symbol kind of similar to theirs, but it's not not right. It's like it's upside down, like, <laughs> and they just start. Like, down, that's weird. <laughs> it's supposed to be a different language because I'm in Chult now. <laughs> it's crazy, guys. It's like it must be ancient. <laughs> Is that something about Dendar? Is that Dandar? Dandar? That's a weird spelling. Anyway. This is fine. I'm sure this is fine. (laughs) A a long dormant, like, evil entity, and you've just, like, reinvigorated it because you've started worshipping it again. Oh, no. (laughs) That stuff's always fun at the end. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I I I need to remember all these things. 
Yeah, I, I, I love everything. I love throwing those sorts of um, uh, choices at 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 my players, like the like. All right, like here's here's a really cool magic item, but like I don't know it's 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 going to awaken something that you <laughs> aren't going to realize. Ah. There's secret roles that Brad has made people do in our games that I still do not know what they're for, and I'm like, because <laughs> you always make you always make um John and Mark roll at the start. Oh, and I, I don't, don't know, know what that's for. Spoil that. Nah, don't oh, spoil it. No, that one, that one's that one's good. <laughs> it's good though. Okay, cool. Love yeah. it. It's yeah. like once, yeah. Are they the same? Are they? Oh, I just want to know. Are they the same thing? Because, because Mark came in later. Like you had John rolling at first, and now you started getting Mark to do it. Um, I don't know if that's too much information. God damn it. Okay. That's See, this, this is why it's great to be the DM. Is that <laughs> like, like you you can you can keep all these secrets. Like you get to uh. Like yeah. you can just make your players roll for no reason. It yeah. could be no reason. Yes. That's the great part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it builds the make up. I, I love yeah. the um it's like, oh the... I, today is the day. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love like if they're talking too much and you go like, Oh, by the way, um, Brad, could you just roll a D twenty for me? And then you're like <laughs> and you say what you got and you're like, Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just like mm. pretend to write something down. <laughs> clack, clack, clack on the keyboard. It's like that. Okay. Notes for later, I guess. <laughs> not going to come back and haunt you. Nope, nope, no, nope. It's, it'll be fine. It'll Perfectly be fine. normal. Um, I don't think I have much more to say about patrons. I, I think. It's I, I interesting. I think I, I feel exhausted. Yeah. I think I've I've it's given me more ideas than anything. <laughs> yes. There, Sounds like, like it. As, as a DM, warlock warlocks are, are really fun um for like when when you players choose to be warlocks because you do you instantly have this hook with them and mm. it's it's something that's like it's really easy to leverage into like <gasps> like a story or a side quest or like it's it, oh, you, you don't you don't need to introduce an NBC. You can just be like, like, all right, you you have a dream while you're sleeping, and your your patron tells you to go on this quest. Like, mm. it then becomes their job to like convince uh, everyone to do it. It's yeah. You know what I would like to do is have something like the Wild Magic Table, but for warlocks, because Ooh. if you had it so that their patron was more. Not necessarily hands-on, but more influential, chaotically. You could have some tables. Like Dustin <laughs> was saying that um, it'd be interesting to have. No, didn't I? I can't remember if you said you wanted to do it or you had done it before, where your sorcerer's wild magic tables were different depending what type of spell they cast. There's a um, a list that I've I've found and I've used a couple times where it's different magic does different things. So if it's That's like a chance of doing different things, I guess. Yeah. So that that might be interesting for like warlock, depending. Mm-hmm. It's like the the patron needs table. <laughs> yeah. So it's always. I feel like if you 
maybe I'd do it if you either crit fail or you crit succeed, succeed you roll on this table and something happens. Because like <laughs> I feel like very disappointed in you now. If you yeah, because if you if you succeed on a crit hit, I feel like your patron had something to do with that. So therefore you owe your patron mm. something. So oh. you can have a table. Yep. So it'd be like, okay, it doesn't necessarily have to happen during combat. It depends what you decide is on this table. But maybe immediately after they finish, it's like, okay, um, you now have to do this huh. for your patron. It's like you you look down at your wrist and there's like a a tally where like another another stroke's burned into your skin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like it's your free. ledger. It's your ledger. Yep. And like as if you keep amassing it, the costs gets more and more like the thing that it can get you to do. Yeah. You, you huh. need to balance the books. Yeah. <gasps> I love that. If <laughs> you don't that's keep really it fun. If, if you don't keep it balanced. Ooh. You could have to go like kill somebody that you love or something. Well, maybe not that you love. Like it'd just be harder and harder. No, but like you know, I'm just trying to make the scale of it more yeah. understandable. Like maybe yeah. maybe if it's if you've just got one or two that you owe, that's throw a rock in the lake. But if you've got twenty, you've got to assassinate someone. <laughs> Jeez. What? Let's go in. Powerful patron. I mean, the imp is just the imp is just always you either like throw a leaf or throw a rock. If you uh, Cthulhu wants blood or something. Yeah, if you if you get twenty crits out of it, that's that's it's probably worth it. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Get twenty crits, kill your loved ones. It's fine. (laughs) You might be really good at assassinating people by then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Now I keep looking at my wrist. I'm like, how much do I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a really interesting idea. I'm definitely going to steal it. Yeah. I I think it'd be cool too if like the way you role played it is that because if you were fighting, you would know that you did a really good hit or not a great hit, but maybe you wouldn't necessarily understand that something's hmm. a critical hit so i i feel like it'd be good that they don't track it you track it and then when the next day they wake up you go and you look down you've got 10 new marks on your arm like keep it yeah. keep it out of there kind of not control yeah. but like to take it out of the moment i guess so it's yeah it's, yeah it, it, it might be like something that. Like they they don't even notice it until, um, like you get them to roll a perception check down the line and be like, "Ooh, mm. it's like you suddenly notice." Yeah, ooh, I like that or, a lot. Like if it's on your back or something, you you're never gonna see it. Until, <gasps> like may, maybe it's not until you're like, yeah. A, what if you think it's one arm? And yeah. then one day you like, because like if you're if you're on the road and adventuring, like how often you take your clothes off to shower? You're not going to look at yourself in the mirror. One day you take your tunic off in a in the like your room in the tavern, and then you see like masks all over you, and you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> I'm way behind. <laughs> Mom, I gotta see you. <laughs> Super- <laughs> <laughs> bring bring on 
Don't remember. <laughs> Is Uncle Jerry still alive? No, <laughs> 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 Oh no. Uh, Alright, we get so many good ideas out of these. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I think Jeez. let's leave it there at Killing Uncle yeah. Jerry. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us today, Brad. Um, this has been really fun. And um, do you have anything you want to uh, plug? I think I asked you this before. <laughs> no, Brad, no. Um... Brad, is, Brad doesn't stream and... <laughs> He's a great person, but he's I'm a wonderful a person. Money. Um, <laughs> every time you meet a Brad, you should ask if he's the Brad and see if mm-hmm. see if it's Brad. <laughs> Maybe it will be. I mean, yeah. if you're Just lucky, buy, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, if you ever meet Brad, do buy him a beer. Um, he exactly. Would, he, he would love that. That's the contract. That's the Patreon's <laughs> contract. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. The more. <laughs> The more you do, the more beer you owe. The more, the more beer you owe, Brad. There we go. Uh, well, thank you for joining us today, and thank you to everyone who's been listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us where you listen to your favorite podcasts, and we would love if you could also review us on iTunes. Um, tell everybody that I'm carrying the entire podcast, and Dustin needs to pick up his game, and all of our guests. Are wonderful you can also find us at twitch.tv slash we didn't roll for this where we stream our recordings live as well as other tabletop rpg and world building content bye bye <laughs>